right, Sammy. Get your mic ready to roll, right? Say a word. The flowers in the background match your shirt. Yeah, they do, actually. That's kind of pretty. A couple yeah. of pretty lads over here, the oranges. Um, not a pretty one for the Leafs tonight. This was early domination for them. They looked incredible to start this game. I want to say, what were the shots at one point in the first period? Maybe like 15 to 3? It just it felt like the Sabres went out the night before in Toronto. I think I texted you this was going to be an easy one. I said I think I could do Matt Murray's job tonight. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in the second period, the game just shifted. And so I, I'm going to start with this question. Is tonight on the Leafs or is that just a great effort from the Sabres? Uh, I think a little from column A, a little from column B, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I yeah, think I, that, that's kind of how I feel about it too. That's why I asked. I think that the Leafs really stopped giving an honest effort after the second goal went in really early in the second period. Thought they kind of thought the game was going to be easy after that. And then they kind of went to sleep and the the Sabres caught them, right? They just kind of started trying. They started really imposing their will. I thought they looked big. thought they looked physical. thought they looked fast. thought they just had this edge to them, like you pointed out to me in, in a couple texts, that they just really seemed like a desperate team that's fighting for their playoff lives. And... Mm-hmm. I know we love to make fun of the Leafs for playing bad against crap teams, and I don't think the Sabres really fall into the category of a completely crappy team, but they're down yeah. the standings a little bit. Yeah. But I don't want to take away from them because I thought they gave a good effort. But yet again, it's where the Leafs get up, they're front running, they fall asleep, and then they can't get it back after a couple goals go on their net. Yeah, I think it's a two things can be true night. I was really impressed by the Sabres. There were like three or four times in this game where I just went, this team is going to be scary in the future, huh? Like, they, if they get a, the right couple of vets on that team, they all mature properly together. They can figure out the goaltending part of it. What I really like about them is that they just, they, they do, they have that edge to them. They don't really quit on games. And I like that between these two teams, there's a bit of nastiness. And if I can just say this about Austin Matthews, there, there are some positives for the least tonight. Matthews, is a different man when he plays the Buffalo Sabres than when he plays any other team. Did you see the cross check that he laid at the very end of the game when he gets knocked down in the corner? That's his classic move. He does that like cross check down on guys when he gets mad. Yeah. Like he doesn't ever, you know, throw a fist or something. He just goes like no. double down. His favorite yeah. move. So I, uh, I thought he tr- looked really good for the first half of the game and then he went away like everybody else did. I thought the way he was skating through the neutral zone like on that play where Yarncroft eventually scores a second goal, the way that he started from his own blue line and drove the net and opened up the lane for the little toe drag release there from uh, Yarncroft, I thought was vintage Matthews. Like you, like you said, he definitely hates them. Like there's no debate that he looked like a different man against them. It's like, I don't want to say he's trying harder against them, but it's really hard not to say that. <laughs> like, no, his intensity ratches it up to he got he got buried by San, uh, Rasmus Dahlin behind the net at one point in that game, and I went, "Oh boy, he's gonna he's gonna turn it on now. Like he's gonna start to just kind of get a little bit more aggressive." And that's how I felt about it tonight. I actually, again, it's a weird. This is a weird game to talk about because I know some of the people that are watching this right now are probably like, "You should be absolutely carving these guys up because they quit on the game." I do think that tonight there were brain farts by the Leafs. Like I think that they were sloppy. The second goal, the beautiful pass by. Uh, was it Tage to Alex Tuck? I was yeah, the second pass. 
Yeah. Gorgeous pass in front of the net. Like you tip the cap to the play that's made, Mm -hmm. but there's three guys in front of the net, just all puck watching going like, Oh, Alex Tuck's here. He's going to put it in. All right. Like, I guess that's going to be fine. They Mark Giordano with just a dumb penalty, like a brain fart, slow footed kind of gets tangled up poorly. And then that leads to the first goal. At least it starts the momentum for them. Like, Bad clears. Nylander had some like beautiful goal from him at the end of the game, but mm-hmm. horrific turnover early in that game. John Tavares on a two on one, or sorry, two on zero, oh, like a two on zero oh in that game. They got a chance to get right back in it, and what does he do? He telegraphs a pass to Michael Bunting, who's like the coldest man on earth right now, yeah. who misses the net. And I'm going, Flubbed. what is Flubbed. it? Just. I don't think it was like a lack of effort night or like a, a a poor night. There were a lot of Leafs that I thought like played fairly well throughout the game. It just, you can't have idiotic moments like that over and over and over again in a game against a team that's hungry yeah. like the Sabres that really wants to win in your building. It's, I, listen, you can't, we do a Leafs game, post game after every game. You can't come on here and say the same thing over and over, but it's just a classic recipe for them losing to a lesser team. Attention yeah, to details really not there. Attention to details not there. They're turning the puck over in the neutral zone. They're starting the other team the other way. Like they did a lot tonight. It's just a, it's a classic recipe that they have against bad teams. And like, it's hard to come on here and just kill them every time for it. because You want to, like, I yeah. want to be mad, but it's just like, I'm not even surprised by this. Like I said on real Kipper and born today that they're going to lose four, three to the Sabres. So I kind of had a read on this one. Like, it's like, yeah. They were over. It's been over a week since they played down to a crappy opponent. They're, you know, according to the Leafs clock, they're due. And they, you know, they stopped playing after a period and a half and Sabres played great and just went out there and took it from them. So, like, it's just, it's classic attention to detail, lacking turnovers, bad plays, you know, some questionable defensive plays by everyone on the back end. Other Mm -hmm. than, other than Gustafson, who I thought looked actually halfway decent tonight. You know, uh, I actually thought 56 and 58 tonight both mm-hmm. looked pretty good. Okay. Yeah. 58, eh? I liked 58 tonight. I just okay. thought they they were moving him around a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought he had good shifts on two different lines that he was playing for. And early on, he came out, he had a lot of jump. He was kind of creating some plays for his line. And, dude, Anderson, I guess one of the stories of this game is that Anderson kept the Sabres completely in it because he was brilliant in the first period. Like, he was mm-hmm. just... He made a ton of great saves. And then Matthew scored on him. I was like, okay, they're fine now. Matthew scores on this guy every single game. Owns him. Yeah. The, my favorite thing about that graphic, though, because now I think he has 15 or 14 against Craig Anderson, uh, which makes sense because I'm he, Craig Anderson must have been in net in that Senators game when he scored the four-goal game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Probably. That's so, what started. Yeah. So that's <laughs> – it's like that – it just – it's been never-ending since the eight then. Ball pretty early. Yeah, but I love that Carey Price is number two on that list for Matthews. Mm-hmm. Like that just, I know Montreal has the playoff series against Toronto, which is infinity more valuable <laughs> than Matthews. That call. But there is something nice about how Matthews just owned Carey Price until it was the most important games of his career against Carey Price, and then he was not able to do it. But anyway, uh, back on track from this game. Uh, I thought Bunting just had a little bit of energy tonight and that he was creating plays and that he was he was just around the puck a lot. And I think that's kind of what he needed tonight is just a little bit of momentum to build off of. I, I just thought he was solid. But the guy that you pointed out, I've been pretty adamant that the Leafs can't do the 11 and 7 thing. I don't think they mm-hmm. will do it. I think Sheldon Keith knows that right now he has no choice. So that's why he went to the media today and went, 
you know, Tampa won a cup. (laughs) He just reversed court so hard on it. But tonight I really did feel like Gustafson was playing well enough that when they went Mm -hmm. with those final, that final group on the ice, I thought it should be him instead of Morgan Riley. Yeah. And of course the puck comes around the boards to Morgan Riley at the end of the game to keep it in. And the one thing that he's usually really good at in a power play situation or a man advantage situation is keeping the puck in. He lets it get by him where they actually had some good momentum there. And I thought maybe that it was going to be a late tying goal. And that's just such a killer for the building. Everyone's all juiced up. And like, there's like this no. big moment building and it just gets by him, goes out, game's over. Brutal. But yeah, just, just trickles by him. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just, the thing with Gustafson that tonight is I just kind of thought he looked a little bit like bigger Sandine. You know, where he just like had his head up. He was snapping a good pass. Like, I don't think like, you know, we'll talk about the defensive side of the puck with him. I don't think that's ever going to be pretty, but I really did think like he made a couple really great passes uh, specifically, sorry, to Tavares, where Tavares made that tip pass to Nylander that could have made it three, could have made it three, two early in the third period when Nylander hit the knob of Anderson's stick. That was an excellent pass that he made out there. So I thought that, he looked good tonight, and I don't really know what that means going forward. I just, you know, it's nice for them to have a guy that can snap a pass from back there. And I, I don't know how many power plays they ended up with tonight. Not many. But there was a point in on their, when they had the second unit out there on their power play or one of them, and it went back to him, and he just unloaded on one. I was like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. nice to see. Like, I he was really playing aggressive. Did, he, he was. He didn't look tentative at all. He looked really involved, so it was nice to see for him. Like I, like I said, I'm not really sure what it means moving forward, but I think that, to me, that's a guy I would like to see get a look with. If you're trying every single thing out here down the stretch, Sheldon, and you know, you're doing 11-7 and seven and you're playing everybody with everybody, let's at least get one look at Gustafson on, with the top unit. One time. Again, though, it's just... I, I hate, you know, you say don't talk about the same thing. The first goal of the game is all because Morgan Riley just gets, like, w- gives up the front of the net. He's just yep. like, yeah, front go here. Yep. I'm not doing anything about it. Um, there's a, I don't know what the hell is going on with Lilligren. If it is just a byproduct of he's playing with Morgan Riley, so it's mm-hmm. standing out more that they look worse in their own end or what exactly it is. But I, I haven't seen the same guy recently, and, I don't know. Maybe he lost a little bit of his confidence or what's going on with him. Maybe it's just a little poor spell. He's still a young player, but he hasn't been the same guy to me. And I thought Mark Giordano tonight looked really kind of slow and had, had a, he was fighting it tonight. You could just sort of tell. And so when Luke Shen does get back, it's not like he's a savior or anything like that, but it is going to be sort of interesting who, like how they decide to do this rotating. Who's the guy out. If you were doing it based off of tonight's play, you're bang on. Gustafson's not coming out. No, he's absolutely not. So you're back to this decision of, are you going to load manage Mark Giordano, who wants mm-hmm. to play every single night, by the way? He has absolutely, I can promise you that out of all the guys on that team that are interested in like night off, he is. He's not on that list. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. He wants to play bad. And yeah. then you've got Lilligren, who is in that tough spot of having to be the balancing act to Morgan Riley, but he's been one of their best guys all season long. It doesn't really feel fair for him to be coming out of the lineup. Like it just doesn't feel that it just feels a little off balance. And that's the way that it felt tonight. They're juggling all these defensemen. And at times you're just going, ah, what are the pairings that fit? 
it does feel awkward with how many options they have right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's inevitable that somebody here is going to get hurt. And that's when you're going to be like, oh, thank God that they have these options. Sure. And like, if you get into the playoffs, thank God you have these options. But I think there's going to be some pretty tough conversations for Keith here in the next little while where you're right. Like, it's a different kind of tough conversation with Mark Giordano where you're like, hey, buddy, like, do you want to have that conversation with Gio? Be like, hey, bud, like, I know your least favorite thing in the world is sitting and you've been a pillar for this team who's, and you're making 800K and you've yeah, done you every no single money thing we asked you to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. You and didn't you, take no money to sit in the press box. You took no money to play. Yeah. And like, you're like, hey, man, we need you to sit out. Like, that's going to be a tough conversation to have. And then you're going to look at Lilligren and you're like, hey, man. Like you've been really good for us and you are coming to the lineup here. And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not on merit. Like Justin Hall to me, I thought he was actually somewhat decent tonight. I didn't notice him the whole time, but like he played like we, you know how we think about Justin Hall, but maybe he comes out a little bit down the stretch here, but he's so important to them on their penalty kill and playing against other good guys. It's a little awkward here. Like it's just so frustrating because obviously on merit, like the actual thing to look at would be like, what happens if Morgan Riley comes out? Yes. No, no, like, we all know what happens, happens if Morgan Riley they, comes they out. They had their and best up there at the top, and you just decide, hey, like we're going to, like you said, that fixes just so many things. It's so frustrating. Like, based on merit, he's the guy who should come yeah. out, but he's making seven million smackaroos, and mm-hmm. they can't do anything about it. Like, he's. he's actually the number one guy that can't come out from a confidence standpoint. Like, no. you would. You'd be able to make the case of like TJ Brody. Hey, do the load management thing. Hey, Jake McCabe, you're new here. Yeah. Morgan Riley is the number one guy that you can't sit. And he's the guy that just, it doesn't feel like anybody other than Brody works with him. I just, it's so frustrating right now. It's just, it's incredibly frustrating. Oh. And yet another bad night. Like he was not good tonight. And, and like a team like the Sabres where you go, this team is like really playing tough and they're in on four checks and they're hard on pucks and they're getting to the dangerous areas in front of the net. Like that's what the, when the Morgan Riley's issues pop up the most. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because we've mentioned this before too. Like he has been good in the playoffs. He's been much better in the playoffs. He is a gamer. He obviously cares, but Holy crap. It just tonight was sore spot city for me where I'm going. You're, you're the problem here. A lot of the times, a lot of these shifts, it's you unable to like make a play, win a puck battle and stop a cycle. I know. And this like, it's really even harder when you look back at, I always romanticize that 12 game stretch when he was out and they literally played the best defensive hockey in the Matthews era where it's like, they were just locked down, you know, like you remember how they played like that during this, they were missing so many of their guys and they just played defense like mm-hmm. as a unit and they were solid. And it just, Morgan's caught in the middle here. Like he's obviously fight. He's fighting confidence issues really badly. And it's clear he doesn't have like when he's at his best, which still we can have a conversation about, but when he's at his best, he's making the right decision to jump up in the play or he's staying back or he's just his decision-making in terms of when to jump up and when to stay back and his two on one work and in front of the net. Like there's so many parts of his game that are not there right now. And the way Mm -hmm. that contract, you're like, Listen, he's going to probably bounce back and maybe be a little bit better, but he is absolutely fighting it at the worst time of year heading into the playoffs. Like they need him to figure this out or or like, you're right. Like you can't, it's a healthy scratched Morgan Mm -hmm. Riley, 
the city would like the discourse would be Person. like, oh my god. No, it's it's he's clearly like he's right there. He's right there on the precipice of just being like what Jake Gardner essentially used to be in the city. Like yes. he's one bad playoff game away from that happening. What do you think of Matt yeah. Murray tonight? Uh, I thought he was pretty good in the second mm-hmm. period when the Leafs stopped playing. Um, yep. I just, I don't know. He just looks so stiff. Doesn't it? Doesn't feel like it's his natural position or something. Like he just, <laughs> like he's just so stiff. Like the way he's <laughs> moving around. The is like, we're not sure you're a goalie. No, like, like are you sure not a winger? Like yeah. I don't know. Like it just like <laughs> even when he st- what he's when he stoned, uh, Tate with the breakaway, yeah. just like kind of falls back into the net with the five hole. I'm no, like, he that just was a nice save. That was a good. Yeah, save. it was. But like yeah. he just, I want him to be good, and I think the organization is desperate for him to be good, and that's mm-hmm. why they told a little lie about how oh Samsonov's not feeling a hundred percent and blah blah blah. Like they want him to be the guy. Oh, you you're really get the feeling. Seriously, you're you're oh, putting on the tinfoil hat. Absolutely, absolutely, right. I am. Listen, why? Like, why would they do that? Because they are trying to establish him as the starting goalie, as a guy that's like this, you know, they're trying to get him back in the rhythm of starting two games in a row. Like, it's pretty obvious to me that the guy that they want to be good is Matt Murray and they want to get him going. Like, I have no doubts that they are going to start him in a playoff game when they shouldn't. Like, I just, I, I can tell that, you right now. I, I don't feel that way. I think what they're doing, like I first of all, if they're gonna say Samsonov is dinged up, I'm gonna assume that that is real, and that they're gonna be uber cautious to make sure that they have both those guys. That if anybody's feeling anything right now, and that goes anywhere in the lineup, that's the luxury that you have in the standings, right? Is hey, who cares if you feel something? You're not playing through a single thing. We are mm-hmm. locked into a playoff spot against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You feel something, you tell the trainer that uh, something's a little sore, something's a little tweaked. No, you were sitting tonight. So that's one of the good advantages that you have with this. But I think what they're trying to do with Matt Murray is at least give him the opportunity to win the net so mm-hmm. that if he does sit and when he does sit, in my opinion, is going to happen, he can't be a sourpuss about it. Like he's got to basically tell himself, you know what? I got to run a games and I played crappy against the Oilers and then... I thought tonight he was actually pretty good. I thought the Tage Thompson save was quality. Nice. If you look back at the goals, there's nothing that, like, which, which one of those goals no. was he supposed to have? Listen, and he I made a bunch I don't of saves to kind of keep them around and keep them in the game. Basically, like, there was no goal that wasn't right in front of the net, like, where they, they, the Sabres were able to just, like, get right in front of him and score point blank completely unmarked. So... I thought he was okay. I thought this was something for him to build off of. It just sucks for him because he ends up looking up at the scoreboard at the end of the night saying, I let in four. I didn't feel like I let in four. That felt like I, I played to like the degree of a two-goal game or a three-goal yeah. game. I think I would blame him for exactly zero of the goals. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't really fault him for any of them, like yeah, you said. But except I- from Saturday night where like Evander Kane's like, I'm going to go over here. He's like, oh, come all the way. Like, I'll it, come- it just it- – it just didn't seem like he had to go side to side tonight like he did in that game. Like, it just – it really didn't seem like he was having to move ton laterally. I don't know. I just don't think he looks really great in there at the moment. And my feelings can change on it. I'm rooting for him. I want him no, to be fair. I'm just a good goalie. Based on tonight, I thought he was no, fine. Like, no. I thought he was I think he was fine. He was fine. He was yeah. fine. He made some good saves. Four goals still went in the net. You, I, you got anything else? Um, yeah, we talked about Austin. 
Talked about the Sabres. God, I sneaky. I know I you love sneaky that team. Sabres. No, I, <laughs> I really. Honey, I, I really told you when them. I when I went down to Buffalo in October and I yeah. saw them have like a two goal a three goal comeback in the third period and Victor Olsen scoring in overtime and his songs ABBA and all the boys are fired up. I became a Sabres yeah. and I was crushing Lenovo wings, looking like a yeah. stud down there. I was like, I love this place. I I like that team, man, and yeah, I, like I want them, them to be good. We've talked about this a lot. On I think the last yeah. couple of times we did this that we want this rivalry to be relevant, yeah. and they're just they're going to be a monster problem. In not a very long period of time, like next just, year. Yeah, I know. Oh, Owen Power just looks like a guy who's going to be an absolute stud. Did you see that play oh. he made? The, yes. It didn't end up going in off the pass, but it, it yeah. ended up going in later in the play where he like yeah. took two strides to the neutral zone, walked through mm-hmm. the defense, stepped up to the top of the circle, no look pass onto the tape of 22 on their team, whoever that is, who like healed it into the corner. And then he ended up scoring right after. He is going to be headman. Like he looks Dude, like Hedman. He's he's a beast. Him yeah. and Darlene having those two yeah. guys on your blue line for the next what eight and, years. And Darlene's a dick. Like he is yeah, cross checking everybody, <laughs> leaning on everybody. Like he is a pain in the ass to play against. Dude, like no so wonder funny. Matthews hates him. He's leaning yes. on him the whole game. It's so funny too, though, because he's got that face of just like soft he's got Swedish a soft yeah he's got no he's just got a Swedish face where he looks like and, the guy that would say nothing to anybody and but he's just boyish looking like yeah. and then he's yeah. just mean and then you see him yeah. take his bucket off and he looks like yeah. he's got it wears it too tight and he gets the big <laughs> line across I his heart and I'm going this guy's cyborg he's out here doing nasty <laughs> things cousins obviously one yes. of the best players in all of hockey no yeah. question fair. about it fair yeah. listen I but never what? would ever I'm not holding any grudges for you loving cousins that is absolutely yeah. your son I know. Why fair enough it's such a trip, man, even watching it. Like, he's so good tonight. And I keep expecting him to not be good because he's from my city. And I go, there's just no way, <laughs> you know? And he's great again tonight. So, yeah, I think that they've got the thing that we've kind of hoped the Leafs would have for a bunch of years, which is their identity players have that nastiness and that yep. bite to them. 100%. And I think that's what we're looking at here going, oh, if you can find the pieces to fit around these guys the right vets and the right goaltending Mm -hmm. a couple more pieces this could just come together really really fast and we could be looking at this going like holy crap they're all of a sudden essentially the new leafs like the young team with a bunch of skill up front that is kind of with the arizona guy that's taken over and you you mentioned the goaltending they got devin levi who is the one of the best Mm -hmm. goalies outside of the nhl right now who just finished up at northeastern so he may be looking to sign here soon too so Mm -hmm. yeah they're an up-and-coming team the one thing I did want to mention that was non-hockey related, how sick was it when uh, the woman who sings the announcer, uh, sings the national anthem, her mic doesn't work, and the mm-hmm. the Scotiabank Arena sings the American anthem? That's that awesome. Cool. That's yeah, awesome. That was a cool I'm moment. So, like, that to me is like, that's, I don't know why. I don't know why that really stuck with me, but I thought that was really cool, and I don't think that happened south of the border. I think they just start booing. No, not their anthem. Like, no, not just like booing that the microphone's not working. Yeah, but I think that they would, I think that a lot of those rinks would try to carry it anyways. I don't know. Do maybe it's just sing, not. How many, like, do you think they could say, sing O Canada? Maybe Buffalo would sing O Canada. Yeah, but no, that's a tough one to sing. Yeah, it's a hard. The, the Star Spangled Banner. It, the whole thing. It was amazing. I know, but the, the issue with that one singing it is that it's a really hard song to sing. Like, oh, yeah. O Canada's easy. Yeah. Anybody can sing "Oh <laughs> Canada." Like it's a, it is 
actually perfect for us because it's yeah. our voice. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like, that's <laughs> the oh, everybody do the whole. <laughs> <We're> all, <laughs> yeah, that's, we nail it. But Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. If you told me, hey, you got to sing that in front of a like karaoke, I oh my no, god, I'd rather die. That's the last no. song that I'd say. That's what I'm saying. Impossible yeah. song to sing. 100%. Like pros screw it up. So no, absolutely not. Anyways, that's it for me. You got anything else? Uh, I want to go watch Canada play baseball. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to watching that game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be back on with you. Looking forward to Wednesday night against mm-hmm. the Avalanche. Got to clean up some things before they head into that baby because yeah, that, that, that game's going to look a lot different. Yeah, that's going to be a tester. Although they yeah. do generally yeah. look better. They'll, they'll the better the breaks off Avalanche at like 8-3 like they did last yeah. time in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, <Great>. exactly. That's <laughs> what they'll do again. Anyway, for J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at J.D. Bunkus, at Sam A. McKee. Uh, leave the thumbs up on the old YouTube page if that's what you're doing right now, watching it there, and then subscribe to the podcast and you can leave five stars or leave a review if you're on the iTunes page, five stars if you're just on the Apple page. So and we will, uh, what? Quickly we before we go. Yeah, yeah, David's just just texted us that mm-hmm. Canada is losing nine nothing in the bottom of the first period, first inning. So maybe just I'll go to bed, to bud. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> nine nothing. That's Not even a bad. second of fun, dude. I, had, I literally all day today. So we're winning. I was out on World Baseball Classic. I didn't care leading up because I was yeah. a little choked that not enough of the Canadian boys went. Yeah. I saw yeah. America's roster and the DR yeah. and how all the boys want to yeah. play for those care. teams. And yeah, Canada care. does the lame-o. The one guy we have that goes is the American guy. I'm going, yeah. this is nuts. Who could play and, for America? Yeah, who could absolutely play for America? And all I'm, and then I'm like sour about it. And then they, I watched the Great Britain game and they just kind of were plucky and they just, they, they kept hitting, they kept hitting and they were just doing like these nice little slap hits, you know, all around the diamond. And I'm now going, <laughs> I know I, I thought, are we the bad news bears? <laughs> are we, are we going to bad news bears this tournament? Because the Americans lost to Mexico. I know. And I wondered maybe these guys are going to spin out nine, nothing. Great fun. Sick. So that was that. Well, at least you get a good night's sleep, pal. Oh, by the way, tune into my podcast tomorrow because I have Kevin Woodley and he's the number one goalie guy on the planet in terms mm. of understanding the analytics and understanding the position. Like, truly, he's the best. He gave me a ton of really in- interesting stuff about Matt Murray at the beginning of the season. So if you are curious about the way that the goaltending is going to go and what somebody with, like, yeah, professionally trained eye is going to say about it, uh, tomorrow, 10 o'clock on my radio show, it'll be up on the podcast later in the day. You got anything to plug? Um, not really. Keep going. All right. Fine. All right. We'll see you tomorrow for JD Bunk is Sam McKee. We'll see you Wednesday night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.